Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of Ghana in Focus with myself Kwame, Ghanaian broadcaster, journalist, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's episode of Ghana in Focus, we're doing a part two on Ghana, Africa and vaccines. We had a massive response for part one of Ghana, Africa and vaccines and your thought will go into it a bit deeper and give some matters arising from the time that we did the last one on December the 12th. And so let's get straight into this. Ghana, Africa and vaccines part two. Now, since the first uh, podcast on this subject on December the 12th, where I said that uh, Ghana had made it <coughs> mandatory for people coming to Ghana to be fully vaccinated with uh, either one dose of Johnson & Johnson or two doses of Moderna, Pfizer and Oxford uh, to come to Ghana, those measures are still in place, okay? So if you want to come to Ghana as of now, today, uh, the 13th of February, you need to A, get a negative PCR test 72 hours before your flight. B, you need to get double vaccinated or the single dose of Johnson & Johnson. And C, when you get to Ghana, you need to take another PCR test and that must be negative to allow you to, uh, you know, pass immigration and get out of the airport. So if you need more information on that, just go on to, or just Google uh, Travel to Ghana and it will bring you up the uh, website as to the criteria that is needed to travel to Ghana. But on that, uh, you know, I can announce that uh, uh, a coalition of uh, civil society groups has put a writ to the Ghanaian courts to actually uh, challenge this draconian measure that the government of Ghana has sanctioned that in order to travel to Ghana, you must have a vaccine. So this has been challenged in the course as you speak. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that writ that has been filed by a coalition of civil society groups in Ghana who are opposing uh, the president of Ghana and the Ghana Health Service uh, mandatory uh, assertion that everyone coming to Ghana must be fully vaccinated. And so we'll keep tabs on that. But again, since uh, December 12th, a group calling themselves Concerned Ghanaian Doctors have written to President Akufuado to issue a directive for A, the, the mandatory vaccine to be stopped and also the nationwide vaccine rollout in Ghana to be paused. The doctors have said, and, and, I, and I'm quoting from the memo, that the risks associated with these vaccines per the data that they've got outweigh the potential benefits. So I'm going to repeat that again. The risks associated with these vaccines per the data studied so far outweigh the potential benefits, if any. 
says the petition that was dated January 10th, so about a month ago, the doctors who called themselves Ghanaian doctors, sorry, concerned Ghanaian doctors, cited how countries like the UK and Israel are still battling with the virus despite a high vaccination rate of the prospective populations. Now, the member goes on to say that these countries have very high vaccination rates currently and also are currently deploying booster programs. Yet, they are struggling to get the virus under control, especially with the variants that are out. The doctors observed in a jointly signed petition. And then he goes on to say that where or rather that they contended that the case facility rate in Ghana is not as high given the fact that many Ghanaians are not testing. For them, the vaccine becoming a mandate, now check this, becoming a mandate is only a ploy by some pharmaceutical companies to rake in profits. And now they're going to say, and this is quite important, that if there's a safe, effective, affordable, freely available early treatment for COVID-19, vaccines are no longer a priority. And I'll get to that in a minute. The member goes on to say, it doesn't take a genius to recognise the financial benefit of pharmaceutical companies in demonising these early potential effective treatments. Okay? And then it goes on to say, you know, uh, Ghana and Africa has, has had very, very low rates of deaths and therefore, you know, it has been managed better in Ghana and Africa than the rest of the world and maybe something that the rest of the world can learn from Africa and Ghana because of the low rates of infection and also the low rates of deaths. Okay, so basically what the doctors are saying is two things. A, that the risks associated with the vaccine outweigh, yeah, any benefits whatsoever. And two, right, that it's, a, it's about, it's not about healthcare, it's about financial re, uh, profit of these pharmaceutical companies behind the vaccine. Because they state that if there are alternatives, and then we know they are, for example, Madagascar, in May of 2020, Madagascar came out with their own organic formula. But that was rubbish, particularly by the World Health Organization, as being mumbo-jumbo. And so Madagascar was not able to, you know, uh, roll out its organic formula for coronavirus. Why? Because as we said, the pharmaceutical companies want a monopoly on this vaccine because they want to rake in the profits as the doctor hinting. Second point, but before I get to that, do you know that there's been 10 billionaires as a result of the vaccine program that people have been making money, trillions of dollars, as a result of the, of the worldwide vaccine vaccine um, uh, campaign or rollout? Just go and Google nine billionaires from coronavirus vaccine or from vaccine and you will see the names of those people that have made billions of dollars, you know, as a result of the vaccine campaign. 
uh, you know, CEOs of Moderna, of Pfizer, and also the Chinese uh, uh, biochemical firm called, I think it's Sanofram, who are responsible for China's uh, vaccine equivalent. And there's also the makers of the Russian one, Sputnik V, who have also made in millions as a result of using Sputnik V. And so it tells you that if this thing was really about public health, why didn't the World Health Organization allow Madagascar to roll out their natural organic formula? Yet, it was the opposite. They actually wanted Madagascar to poison, to put toxins in their organic formula. Because the parents of Madagascar at the time said that the World Health Organization wanted them to put toxins in their organic formula. And because they were so irate with that, Madagascar has now left the World Health Organization. That should tell you the true nature of the World Health Organization. That if you wanted, if you were really talking about health or concerned about public health, why would you tell a president of a country to put toxins in his organic natural formula? Now, the second crucial point that the doctors, concerned doctors Gardner were raising is that in countries with high vaccination rates, i.e. the UK and also Israel, and these countries are way down their booster program now as compared to Germany or France or Spain or even, you know, the US, these countries, i.e. Israel and the UK, have still got a high case of coronavirus and B, are not able to contain the virus from spreading primarily due to these variants like the Omicron variant and other variants and so it shows that if this you know, vaccine really worked if it did work then why are people still getting coronavirus because we were told at the beginning of the vaccine rollout, that the vaccine is the only way out of this pandemic. So people were encouraged, particularly in the UK, in Israel, in France, in the US, etc., to get double jabbed, yeah? But yet, people are still dying from coronavirus. Why? Because the vaccine itself contains the virus. That's what I didn't tell you. The vaccine itself has got the virus in the vaccine. That's why people are dying from coronavirus, particularly huge numbers in the West, right? And like I said, the vaccine don't work because if it worked, then people would be dying and there would be huge numbers of people getting coronavirus. Because think about it this way, right? If the virus really worked, if it really, really worked, why are people still dying from this disease that they call coronavirus. Doesn't it show you that there was a sinister agenda behind the whole vaccine rollout program in the first place? If people are still dying from coronavirus after being double jabbed and even having a booster? And that's why I said at the, at, at the, at the first one of Ghana African Vaccines Part 1 that this thing, this whole vaccine rollout has got nothing at all to do with public health but it's about population control. And like I said, if you don't believe me, go and read documents like Global 2000, Agenda 21, Agenda 2130, 
National Security Memorandum 1972, etc., etc., etc. You can get all this information documented that talks about population control. And like I said, also, that vaccines have been used to kill African people in the past. And I mentioned Tuskegee, the, the, the experiment that gave African men syphilis, who passed on to African women and their children. I made an example of Project Coast in South Africa, apartheid South Africa, whereby Dr. Vutabasan or Dr. Milan was commissioned by P.W. Botha with support of the West to create biological and chemical weapons that would kill only African people in South Africa. I also told you of Pfizer in Northern Nigeria in the mid-90s, where they went on the pretext of so-called smallpox, and so they went to vaccinate the population of parts of Kano State that resulted in more than 20,000 deaths and also people being deformed and having infertility problems and also disability issues and what have you. To the extent that Nigeria, the federal government of Nigeria, sued Pfizer for more than 100 million US dollars. Okay? Now let me give you another example. Just Google Lock Hospitals Australia. Yeah? This is this is when this this is the whole thing about Eugenia started out. Yeah? They 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 they, they, they the Europeans, primarily the British, they stole, they kidnapped Aboriginal people from their homes and they put them in these hospitals and they did a series of medical experiments on the so-called Aboriginal community in Australia. Yeah? These experiments led to the mass slaughter and deaths of the Aboriginal people in Tasmania and also in Australia. To the extent that today there are no Aboriginal people in, in Tasmania and in Australia, the Aboriginal population is just about 3 or 4%. Yeah? That is a legacy of the lock hospitals in Australia when medical experiments were done onto Aboriginal people that said that they had small brains because of the colour of their skin and they had small um, skull shape because of the colour of their skin. So we should tell to us that if they can do this in the past, you don't think they can, you don't think they can do this today, the African people? And the reason why I'm saying Ghana and Africa particularly needs to be aware because simple mathematics... More people in the UK have died from coronavirus than the whole Africa put together. South Africa alone accounts for up to 60% of the total deaths on the African continent. So why? Why? What is the agenda? And I said, depopulation is the agenda. They've always wanted to destroy Africa's population. Why? Because these people, the white global elite... They've done their homework. They have demographers. They have planners. And they have stated that Africa's population, which stands currently at 1.4 billion, is going to double, more than double, to over 3 billion people by 2035. That's just in 15, less than 15 years' time. Africa's population will be 3 billion people plus. 
And they could not countenance that. That's why they use Ebola, they use AIDS, they use war, they use famine. Look at now in Somalia, there's meant to be famine in Somalia. These are all tools that they use to try and cull Africa's population. And I'm saying that if they were able to get their plan, and their plan is to vaccinate 60% of Africa's population, don't you think that's going to have effects on Africa's population? We even hear in Nigeria that the Nigerian government destroyed one million doses of vaccines. Why? Because they passed the sell-by date. The sell-by date had passed. And you still ship this to Nigeria, expecting African people to take these vaccines when the sell-by date is gone? That should show you that there is something very, very sinister at hand. Why would you send to Africa or Nigeria specifically, vaccines that have passed their sell-by date. And also on that, if this thing was so natural, ask yourself, why is it that they, that they have to put the vaccine in a fridge in temperature of minus 70 degrees? So you people that have taken a vaccine, you don't know what you've done to yourself. You've allowed your mind to be tricked You've allowed deception, manipulation, lies to fool you into taking a vaccine that has to be put in the fridge at minus 70 degrees. Many people have died in the UK and the US as a result of taking a vaccine, but they don't tell you that, do they? In the Western media, even white people know that this vaccine is no good because today in London, there's been protests in London for the last year, you don't see it on TV. In the UK, people are protesting about the lockdown. People are protesting against the efficacy of the vaccine because they know that the vaccine don't work. And yet, they want to take it to Africa and kill us. That's what they do. They want to kill us. And like I said, if they've done Tuskegee, if they've done Project Coast, if they've done Lock Hospitals in Australia, if they've done... Pfizer in Northern Nigeria, kind of state. All this history, like Malcolm X once said, of all of our studies, history is best qualified to reward our research. If they've done that in the past, what makes things that they won't do that today? Yeah? So we need to be very, very circumspect about taking this vaccine because if we do, there's going to be some serious consequences that Ghana... And Africa as a whole will pay, will pay a heavy, heavy price for listening to people that don't have your interests at heart. When did the health organization have Africa's best interests at heart? If they did, they wouldn't have allowed AIDS to come. And that's another subject as well, how AIDS really got into Africa. And also Ebola. Do you know Ebola was first discovered in DR Congo in the 70s? Go and Google it. Yeah? So these things do not happen by chance. It is by design. Yeah? And so I'm warned, I'm sending a strong warning to African people who haven't taken the vaccine, do not take the vaccine. I myself have not taken the vaccine and I will never ever take the vaccine because I value my health, I value my life. And so I hope you've enjoyed this special edition of Ghana in Focus looking at Ghana
Africa and Vaccines Part 2 because it is very, very important that we look after our health and not allow people who don't like us and who historically have killed us to fool us into taking something that A, is experimental, that B, doesn't work, and that C, has long-term effects and consequences that no one knows of. Yeah? So I thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And if you like this, what you hear, please share to your friends, family, and acquaintances. You can also support the show by donating as little as one US dollar a month to help us continue to bring out some great content. And throughout 2022, we're bringing out some more great content for you to listen to. And so for myself, Kwame, and for more of the crew on Ghanaian Focus, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next podcast.